We're hearing their protesters on Monday night gathered outside the Hudson County Correctional Facility in New Jersey. That crowd was gathered to voice their anger about the death of Rolando Meza Espinoza. Espinoza was an undocumented immigrant who was detained by Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, and held since April. He died in custody after being transferred to a hospital from the Hudson County facility. Espinoza was a Honduran national who apparently had a range of health problems, including cirrhosis of the liver, diabetes, and anemia. But his family's lawyers say he was not given the medications he asked for and needed. The death once again raises questions about conditions in facilities where undocumented immigrants like Espinoza are held after they're picked up. Rolando Espinoza was the 10th person to die in ICE custody since October. The takeaway reached out to ICE and to the Hudson County Correctional Facility, but neither responded to us. Betsy Plum is vice president of policy at the New York Immigration Coalition, and she's been following the case. What we've been told by the federal government by the Hudson County Detention Center is that Rolando died from complications from an existing medical condition. But what we've been told by his family, by his family's lawyer, is that he wasn't receiving the proper medication for the medical conditions that he had. And so, of course, if an individual is suffering from cirrhosis, from anemia, from diabetes, and they're not being properly medicated, not having the proper medical attention that they require, of course they're going to die. And this is a real pulse point, I think, on the conditions of our immigration detention system. What has Immigration and Customs or the Hudson County Correctional Facility said about Mr. Espinoza's detention and his death? I think, unfortunately, they've said very little. And I think the best example of that is that The family of this individual didn't even know that he had passed away, that he had died for multiple days until they called to check in on him. So I think that's the first point. There's also been garbled information that's come out from immigration and from the the detention center since. Um, They first notified around the death and, and their sort of reporting using a different name. And then when they finally didn't need to say something, they said, well, it was gastrointestinal bleeding and it was because of a prior and pre-existing medical condition. So I think we have not learned enough about was he being treated for the medical conditions that he had? How was he being treated? Why did it take him so long to actually get to a proper medical center? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit confusing, Betsy Plum, even if his medical condition was pre-existing, even if he had it before he was taken into detention. Whether the condition was pre-existing or not is, is almost irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. And I think this type of, of treatment of individuals that are in our jails, are in detention centers, and I do want to note that Rolando was not being held for any criminal charge or any criminal reason. He was held simply because he was an undocumented immigrant who was picked up by immigration. But how we treat anyone in these settings, I think, is one of the greatest marks of who we are as a society. And I think you look at some of the most what we would call depraved societies across the globe, and we're no better than them if we allow individuals to die in jails. Well, as we step back from this particular case, Betsy Plum, 10 detainees have died in ICE custody since October of last year. Is that figure correct? And is that number raising alarms? I think, yes, that's the same number we have. And absolutely, one death 
would raise alarms. But I think what we're seeing, and, and this is unfortunately not a new trend, that our immigration detention centers do not meet the mark. Um, you know, and I think this is also, again, we're at the intersection of a complicated place. And we're seeing in real time, not only the impact of President Trump's war on immigrants, but really for profit prison system that more than anything is really benefiting off of immigration enforcement. Well, Betsy, this jail, the Hudson County Correctional Facility where Rolando Espinoza was detained, it's part of a controversial program called 287G. What is that? So 287G agreements basically allow for local law enforcement, like a county sheriff's deputy or a local police officer, to be deputized and to act as a federal immigration agent. And over the years, these agreements have really been proven to be expensive, to be ineffective in actually targeting the individuals who may pose a safety risk, and incredibly damaging for that reason, because they just have a big dragnet to community police relations. The problem we have right now is that despite the compounding evidence that 287G agreements are bad policy, President Trump and the Department of Homeland Security have directed as many municipalities as possible to enter into these agreements. And I think an immediate consequence of that is that we will see a dramatic increase in the number of immigrants that are arrested and are then detained. This is a vehicle, again, not for public safety, but to criminalize immigrants and separate families and to put individuals in the exact position that Rolando was put into. He was arrested and detained and put into a jail that has a bed contract with the federal government. So they're getting $100 a night to hold immigrants. Again, there are so many intersecting points here that really show the inhumanity and the cruelty of this system. Betsy Plum, Vice President of Policy at the New York Immigration Coalition. Thank you. Thank you. At Radiolab, we love nothing more than nerding out about science, neuroscience, chemistry. But, but we do also like to get into other kinds of stories. Stories about policing or politics, country music, hockey, sex of bugs. <laughs> Regardless of whether we're looking at science or not science, we bring a rigorous curiosity to get you the answers. And hopefully make you see the world anew. Radiolab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know wherever you get your podcasts.